1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: News, notes, and nuggets. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues insider, Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor.
0: BK. You got BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. We're happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by the Blues Insider for The Athletic. He joins us each and every Tuesday here on BK and Ferrario. He's Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on the show. Jared, what's going on, man? How you doing today?
1: BK, you were scaring me a little bit there because uh, I was actually driving to record the uh, last minute blues podcast last week and drove through Fenton. And I don't know if you guys saw the news, but yeah, there was a serious road rage uh, accident there in which uh, someone did pass so i was hoping you didn't get too riled up there okay no. i'm glad you're safe i'm glad everything's okay there uh-huh.
0: no 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 no. I, I didn't do anything stupid um i i felt like an idiot afterwards because i again i'm not the guy that typically gets upset while driving like just <laughs> It doesn't really bother me all that much. Alex very much is, and it's something that we've discussed in the past. But in this moment, I I don't know what came over me, but I was furious. I felt boxed in. It was just, it was a whole thing. Um, But yeah, no, nothing, nothing bad came of it. I did see that news story as well. Uh, It was right up the street from my house, dude. Like, just yikes! Be smart, lawyer. Um, do not pull a BK. (laughs) Yeah,
1: or an Alex. (laughs) That guy must have yelled something about my homes.
0: And it had a Chiefs bumper sticker on, too. (laughs) Come on now. Come on now. All right, JR, uh, let's get into the Blues, which is a much more interesting and compelling conversation than it was uh, as recently as a couple of weeks ago. What's gotten into this team, man? They suddenly have a five-on-five offense.
1: Yeah, they do. They really do. And the five-on-five defense has been really good, but obviously the offense had been lacking. You know, I think uh, during those first eight games, we heard Craig Gruby. You know, more shots on net. The Blues fan base all talks about uh, the quality versus quantity. And, you know, we came out and, and said that, hey, listen, even though Craig Ruby has preached quality, he still wants to see quantity. He just wants the right kind of shots. You know, put them on net. Let's have some good, crisp passing and get the puck to the net. The Blues weren't doing that. But in these last five, they have, guys. And I tweeted the numbers yesterday. In the first eight games of the season, the Blues averaged about 25 shots on goal, and it was one goal per game. Uh, in the last five, they are 34 shots per game, so that's up nine in the last five games, and they're up to 4.4 goals per game, which is third in the league. So obviously the offense is headed in the right direction.
2: Well, and JR. Craig Berube has talked about like what's gone into that, too, and he's talked a lot about how the transition game has impacted the shot selection and the offense that they're creating, which for the transition game, we're talking about the defensemen and how quickly they're moving the puck out of the zone.
1: They really are. And, you know, we, we talked about the new defensive system. We talked about getting a feel for it. Craig Berube kind of poo-pooed the idea that it could be limiting the offense. But I just really saw, you know, two different – things going on. I I saw a team trying to play the right style defensively that they were coaching and teaching. And I saw an offense trying to find itself. And, you know, guys, we talked about that offense. I mean, the passing during those first eight games was just off uh, kilter. And I think that what we saw, especially like that Colorado game, I mean, how incredible was that passing pinpoint guys, finding each other on the tape, moving it quickly, playing together, bang, bang, passing happened on the power play as well. I think they really found the rhythm with the passing. And to me, uh, that's the biggest part with this offense. You can talk about putting the shots on net and generating more shots, but you can't get those shots off if you're not finding each other with the, with the looks, So uh, I think they've done a great job in that area.
0: Tough game for Thomas on Saturday, Uh, Jr. First game without a goal in his last six. He does, however, (laughs) put up the four assists ends up in his last five games. He has 10 points overall and is a plus seven on the ice in those five games. This game, this comes, of course, after I said uh, a couple of weeks ago, I just, I don't know what's up, but Thomas just doesn't look right. He doesn't look like the same player. What have you seen that has changed with Robert Thomas, if anything at all? Maybe I was just a fool to begin with, but what have you seen from Robert Thomas in the last five that stood out to you?
1: Yeah, the fantasy player is upset with him. He couldn't get a goal. He's three (laughs) goals, and he can't get one from Robbie Thomas. Uh, He was on a roll there. Uh, You know, what I see in Robert Thomas is a guy who's developing offensively even further. You know, we can talk about the past three or so years where, uh, hey, are you going to shoot more? He says, yes, I am. And then he doesn't. Uh, This year, I wrote the article the other day where he talked about working with Adam Oates, putting himself in better spots, getting that extra time, and then the shot. It's been a lot more accurate. But with that, and if you talk to a Craig Berube, you talk to a Jordan Cairo, with the element of him scoring, that's going to open up some passing, and we all know what he can do in that area. What's what's everybody say? He's elite. He's elite when it comes to the passing. So uh, that's what he did. Four assists the other night. I think the fantasy guys will take those points. Even though I think there's more goals to come for Robert Thomas.
2: So, speaking of Thomas Jr., you're really starting to see, and we've seen it in the past, but the duo that is Robert Thomas and Pavel Buchnevich. And I know that we really can't really do anything. Blues can't do anything until the offseason. But what do you anticipate in terms of Pavel Buchnevich, you know, in two years becoming an unrestricted free agent? Do you think the Blues will be able to lock him up?
1: I think so, uh, and that's preliminary because you're right. They can't uh, do anything officially until next summer because he's got a couple years left on the deal, and w- with a multi-year deal, uh, they can't do anything until uh, July 1st next summer. Um, here's the way I look at the Pavel Buchnevich situation. You know, what are the Blues going to be willing to pay? Could he get more on the open market for sure? If he if he could make more, you know, you've got to take that into consideration. But what does Pavel Buchnevich have here, guys? I think it's a, a prime role on this team a coach that believes in him. You know, he's got the PP time. He's got the, the PK uh, and he's uh, on a top line with a guy who's going to be here for the next seven, eight years. And Robert Thomas, who's got all the skill in the world to help set him up. And, and he's a well-liked guy. I'm working on a story about Pavel Buchnevich in terms of what the guys in the room think about him. and a uh, spoiler alert here. They love him. Huh. Uh, I think he's, I think he's got everything he wants here in St. Louis. And even though we're getting ahead of the, the horse here, I think that, uh, you know, Pavel Bucinavich would welcome an extension here in St. Louis.
0: Jerry, we talked about this in the 12 o'clock hour. Jeremy Rutherford is our guest here on 101 ESPN. I want to get you in on the conversation as well. We talked all offseason about, do this. does this team need another left-handed defenseman? What do they need to add? If you could add any one thing to the current roster to make them better for 2023, and let's set money aside for a second. What type of player would you want to add? Would you want to add a forward, a defenseman? What kind of like what? What would you think is the biggest need that is missing for this team right now?
1: Well, as you guys know, I don't miss a second of the show, so I heard the conversation, and I, I agree with uh, you guys. I do. You know, Alex hit it on the head. I think you're looking at a you're looking at a winger, uh, a left or right, a guy who can probably score. Uh, a guy who can most likely play on that second line that would push a Brandon Saad down to the third line. You know, Saad's had a pretty good year, but it just makes you even deeper if you can put him on a third line. Uh, I think you you need some skill. You know, we go back to the guy we were just talking about, Bucinevich. Could you clone Bucinevich and bring a guy like that on this team? You know, I don't know you're going to find a, a guy like him, but I think uh, something similar. Because you can talk about all the all the defensemen that you want and moving guys out. That thing's going to evolve, but I think right now the defense is playing pretty well. But I think as you get going into the season, and and like you said, what would you want going into next year – Uh, You know, I can't see Verona being back at this point. So I think it would be a guy that could play in your middle six on the wing, score you some goals and be responsible defensively.
2: Does that change this team's projection a little bit, JR? Not knowing if they're going to do that. Maybe it's one of the guys like a Bullduke or a uh, Snuggerud that come up and perform there. But if they find somebody who can be that winger in the second or third line, does that make this team's uh, projection looks a little different?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um, I'll say this, that, you know, Doug Armstrong, as we know, wants to stay competitive. So let's hypothetically say that with this group of players that they finish third in the central or they get a wild card spot. Let's say they win one round. You know, I think he's going to be looking to, you know, keep the, the same competitive team together. So I don't want to say that it slows down or speeds up the retool, but would you see a Bull Duke next year? Would you see a Snuggaroot in the lineup next year? You know, you may not. It's not saying that he doesn't want to eventually incorporate these guys into the lineup. It's just saying if you have success with this, this group, then maybe you find a piece here, a piece there, that makes it even more competitive and then integrate those younger players into the lineup. So, you know, I don't know that it changes the projection until I know what this team Does the rest of the season and into the playoffs.
0: He's Jeremy Rutherford. You can read his work over at The Athletic. You can also follow him on Twitter. He's at JP Rutherford. JR, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk with you again next week.
1: All right. See you guys. Thanks for having me.